And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live to one of our great radio stations one of our great affiliates, live overnight. You can listen when and where you want. There you go. And I re- thank you. I repeated that a couple of times. Uh, all right, before we get uh, to uh, more mm, analysis, anger at uh, the uh, the current uh, uh, inflation and bank situation here in the United States, just I, I want to throw a couple of things out here, Eric, because you and I talked about it. Uh, Got to make sure we get to uh, this number one, the border hearing in just a moment. But this was this is really interesting because this is uh, uh, Governor DeSantis's political team released a video yesterday showing the graphic results of multiple transgender surgeons or surgeries, excuse me, alongside President Joe Biden's comments on The Daily Show, where he called the Republican policies cruel during an appearance on Comedy Central on Monday night. Biden said that what's going on in Florida when it comes to transgender people is close to sinful. Mm. Think about this. Justifying, this is how they're trying to move, you know, take everything posterior backwards. <laughs> Surgery on minors without parental approval. Yeah. To change their, their body parts. If you're not for it, you're sinful. Yeah. So... That's what DeSantis did. Uh, DeSantis' video of Biden's remarks features a split screen with Biden on the left and still photos of double mass a double mastectomy and skin graft scars on the right. The bottom of the screen reads, Biden think, thinks it's cruel that Florida banned these surgeries on children. Biden said, uh, it's, uh, Biden said in the video then, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I wanted to become a man or I wanted to become a woman. I mean, what are they thinking about? They're human beings, the president added. It's cruel 
And the way uh, way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. Yeah, the difference is you can reverse a marriage. You can't reverse that surgery. And last I knew, 13-year-olds can't get married in any state. Wait for it. How won't that be next? Biden didn't specify what policies he was criticizing. Because <laughs> he can't. I, because I wonder if he actually knew. Uh, it's uh, DeSantis fired back in a tweet on Tuesday. It is not sinful to prohibit the mutilation of minors. It is not acceptable for the federal government to mandate that procedures like sex change operations be allowed for children. Does Biden think he's going to win that one in the arena of ideas? Seriously. You know, the thing about Biden, you and I were talking about this in the pre-show meeting, is that you can't tell him what to think. You're not going to you're not going to tell him he can't do that and he doesn't even know what the issue is. He doesn't even know the details, doesn't care the details. You're not going to tell him anything and he's going to latch onto this and not let go. You know what's going to stop a lot of this? Mm. Madeline uh, Kearns yesterday National Review, Chloe Cole versus Kaiser. Mm. Chloe Cole is a young woman who detransitioned. That means that she used to identify as transgender but no longer does. Now she is suing the corporations and the doctors who facilitated her medicalized transition and, she argues, subjected her to irrevocable harm. One of the defendants, Kaiser Foundation Hospitals. Cole's lawsuit filed in Superior Court of California says this case is about a team of doctors, the defendants, who decided to perform a mutilating sex change experiment on Chloe, then a 13-year-old vulnerable girl struggling with complex mental health comorbidities who needed love, care, attention, and regular weekly psychotherapy, not cross-sex hormones, and mutilating surgery. Defendants... Obscure says, oh, it says then uh, Cole's uh, lawyers highlight her many mental health concerns, which they say uh, the medical community glossed over. Hmm. And they also argue that they uh, treated her. uh, Oh, that that they also failed to gain informed consent. Hmm. Defendants obscured and concealed important information such as the following, the conflicting studies in this area, the high-quality evidence demonstrating poor mental health outcomes, the existence of only low to very low-quality studies purporting supporting this treatment, the significant likelihood that desired outcomes would not be obtained, the significant possibility of desistance, detransition, and regret, and the lack of accurate models for predicting desistance and detransition. They noted there is no other area of medicine where doctors will surgically remove a perfectly healthy body part and intentionally induce a disease state, a pituitary gland function, based simply on the patient's wishes. Filed in California. 
Superior Court of California. You want to... (laughs) This is a legal... That's the one thing if I'm in the medical profession and someone approaches my medical institution, I go, my God, we already deal enough with lawsuits. You're talking about minors here? I would be worried... Yeah, no, and and think For, about forget that. about the morality. I'm just right. talking about the economic exactly. portion of it. But but I would be concerned with exposure and risk, even with adults who have the surgery. No, yeah, great. Yeah, great if point. I were on yeah. the board of a hospital, I'd be concerned about that because I would say, look, there there is. They point out here. This is the wishes of the individual. We're not talking about. Um, preventing or curing anything. Then you apply that to minors. minors. Yep. Oh my gosh! I don't know what, how what there it, isn't a you know when when, when a you, settlement right when, away when when you look at this. What is the because it is what is the perversion of the president and the Democratic Party? that is promoting teaching sexualized content to five-year-olds in Florida and then misrepresenting what it is. They know exactly what it is, right. but they're misrepresenting what that is. Right. And as they even talked about on Colbert, they don't get into specific details no. about what's going on no. with children. No. But mutilating minors. I mean, and they want to do it without parental consent. Right. What type of perversion exists in these people's minds? I mean, you're talking about this is as bad as any type of violent child abuse. I, 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 I cannot wrap my head around it. Why, did, why is this a hill that the Democrats wish to die on? You know, DeSantis said that about Disney. Why, why is this the hill they want to die on? Well, think about it. It's gone from teaching sexualized content to five-year-olds to advocating the mutilation of children without their parents' consent. I mean, it's mind-boggling that this is going on in this society today. And they walk around as if, oh, we have the moral high ground well, here. And is there be- a new civil rights movement? Yeah. I I don't I really don't get it. I mean, it is bizarre and the behavior is downright evil. I know. And I have to ask what type of perversion has enveloped the Democratic Party a sexual a a mutilating sexual perversion in Democrats? Where the hell did this come from? And it's like it came out just in the last year or two. I mean, you know, the the actual mutilation surgery of children without parental <laughs> consent has become mainstream in like the last two years. If you had told me, even I was going to say ten years ago, five or six years ago, that whoever the president is, five or six years from now, is going to go on late night TV and fight for this, I would have told you, you're delusional. I know. You're drunk. I know. Go exactly. home. Get an Uber you, you, and go home. You You've been drinking too much. You couldn't fathom something like this. Yeah. And they proudly pro- proclaim this violent perversion, mutilation of children. I. It is. It's. It's. 
on every level, it's bizarre. You can talk about the thought, then apply it inside the Beltway political tactic. What? Corporate tactic. A huge corporation that has made every dime off of children is going to fight the parents on this. The parents who are shelling out every dime that built those Disney castles. If you would have told me that several years ago, again, I would have told you, you're delusional. There's no way because the kids make the decision. Mommy and daddy have to facilitate it with their money. There's no way they'd go to war with the parents on that. And and this is what's so bothersome is there is no, there isn't a successful business model off of this. There's no. not a successful long-term political. political. No, there, there so, is, there's no outcome so the, here that is the only The only conclusion is they believe that the confusion, the mental dysphoria that exists that so many times is not permanent, that the judgment of the mutilation of children should be held with that child that in that lawsuit said clearly had yeah. uh, morbidity problems with mental health, right. and they still did it anyway. Right. I mean, it, it's just, it doesn't make any, it's like almost, this is like, well, I can't find the political motivation here. I can't see the political motivation. I don't see the business motivation. My God, are they actually this this perverted? Are they actually this perverted when it comes to children? Is there this absolute sick mutilation perversion in well, mainstream and the Democratic Party today? The it, the the question in 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 both the settings we're talking about business and the American political scene. You ask the first question: Who benefits? I can't tell you. I can't tell you who benefits. Except the belief that if you can mold a society to find the most perverted things as normal through intimidation, then what can't you convince them of? And I'll add to that. If in a society... We can gain control of the children, and the parents don't have any rights in something this in, bizarre, in, 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 perverted. And in, 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 because if we can go to this level where the child can make that decision, and other adults make the decision in the place of the parents, then the parents don't have any mm-hmm. authority in that household at that point. If they can make these decisions. What decisions can't they make? Because if it applies to doctors, it must apply to teachers and the government. And you, as a parent, need to go sit down. 866-90-RED-EYE.
Tuesday was certainly the most active weather day that we have seen this week. With two individual storm systems being paid close attention to, according to USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. One parked along the northern Atlantic coast, the other one crashing ashore in California. Those two systems, one on each coast, having a profound impact on U.S. weather as we head into the middle part of the week. Including significant snow for areas of the interior northeast. Areas that have had very little snow for the season to date are getting walloped by this coastal storm. Freeze conditions in parts of the southeast. Those growing ornamentals, real concern with this cold weather. And continued precipitation via atmospheric rivers in California. Later this week, we are expecting some record high river levels to develop in the Central Valley. With active weather expected to continue between now and the end of March. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, inflation and uh, the banks coming up on the bottom of the hour, but since we're on the liberal transgender activist movement. And by the way, the reason we, de- we define it that way is because we know transgenders have believed that all this, the liberal transgender activist movement, is insane themselves. Yeah. So we, right. we define it. It's like exactly. when we, we talk about the, uh, the liberal black leadership in this country. It's not the black leadership that it's not the color of the skin that defines it. It's what's in the brain that defines it. Right. And and so when we say the liberals, what's in the brain? And and so that's what's important because we don't judge by anything else except what's in your mind, the content of your character, and because we do talk radio, the substance of your argument. Mm-hmm. But here it is. Seven-year-olds can be mixed berry gender fluid 
muffins in Great Britain. Young children can be mixed berry gender fluid muffins. A government document has instructed teachers in Wales. The 170-page agenda document detailing how sex education should be taught in Wales uh, instructs teachers that children as young as seven can be mixed berry gender fluid muffins. Okay. It is the latest evidence of militant transgenderism being taught in British schools, with the government both in the UK and the neighboring Ireland becoming increasingly keen to see gender ideology taught as fact to young children. According to the report by the Telegraph UK, the sex ed pamphlet produced by Cardiff University Academies in partnership with the Welsh government tells the country's teachers that there are many different genders. The document further encourages teacher teachers to play the mixed muffin gender berry challenge mm. with children, a game that involves teaching children that you can't assume someone's gender by how they look. Involving various batches of berry muffins, the aim is to show students that there are different kinds of muffins and different kinds of berry muffins to show you what it feels like to be given a gender you might not choose. There you go. Wow. It's, it's so insane. bizarre. It really is. It is insane. so weird. And there's there's a number of stories out there. Yeah, I didn't get to half the stories that I had, uh, you know, today, uh, you know, uh, going on. Um, it, it seems though, if the the weightlifters are starting to complain, oh, yeah, the, the weightlift, yeah. the female weightlifters are finally coming out and saying yeah. this is, you know, what it is. It's BS. Yeah. And then I saw another high school track uh, team that won, hmm. and they won primarily because of the uh, the uh, uh, transgender female. Right. And he just he he told the rest of them just deal with it. Yeah, the now, problem is you. Yeah. I mean, this is what the left has been telling women and and the parents of daughters. Your daughter just needs to deal with it. She's the bigot. She yeah. won't get a place on the team, maybe. And she might not win competing against males, but that's her problem. hours a night and still not enough listen to our podcast available on the app and on our website red radioshow.com and he's er- he's eric hurley and i'm gary mcnamara 866-90 red i oh can't forget this story uh democrats now to skip another border hearing uh in uh, in uh, texas mm. uh remember they said that they weren't given proper notice last time right right and that was found to be false that they lied about that they were yeah. given notice they were right. given three weeks notice mm-hmm. well now they're not dealing they're not saying that they're simply saying well they're just using this to attack biden they're using this they're bringing politics into this. They don't want to find a solution. It's just all about politics. Well, if it's all about politics and they don't have the facts behind them, you can destroy them. Yeah. If the administration is doing everything right and you're saying all they want to do is attack the administration, we'll defend the administration. Yeah. See, they know they can't. They know their only recourse is to defend the administration 
defend the Biden administration and defend Mayorkas and say the border is secure and that there is no problem. And so they can't do that. So they're just not showing up. Right. Just not going to show up for the border stuff. And they know they they know they can't because they know they know they can't. Yeah, there's no way they can have a discussion on the border because they lose every single time. Yeah, they they know they can't win it. And so and can they really defend Biden? No, they can't. They can't do anything. Look, they look so weak. It was horrible for Democrats last week attacking Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was horrible. And it was it was one of the it was one of the worst performances ever because you have two liberal and you sh- you saw that wasn't much media coverage. You see any mainstream media coverage? Mm, no. Attacking Schellenberger or Taibbi? No. Really nothing. No. Just we need to ignore this because we can't win it. And the same thing here. They're not going to mainstream media is not going to cover the border thing. No. You know, I wonder if C-SPAN is going to cover it or C-SPAN is going to do the same thing. As last time. Well, Democrats weren't there. So unless both parties are there, we're not going to cover it. Mm. So C-SPAN is now saying, oh, if the Democrats decide not to show because they can't defend their position, then we won't cover official proceeding of Congress. Right. And so they after they really couldn't win that one last time, they came out and said, well, we're limited in basically the workforce is what they're saying. Yeah. So they, they you know, so they can't they can't cover it, which is. Sorry, I'm not going to buy it. No, but yeah, I just I wanted to make sure that we brought that uh, that up. Well, here we go. Mm. The inflation numbers are up and not good. Uh, electricity up twelve point nine percent. Natural gas fourteen point three percent year over year. Groceries up ten point two percent. Rent and shelter eight point two percent, the highest ever recorded. And that blew everybody's mind because they thought that'd start coming down. Right. Uh, real average hourly wages are down 1.3%. It will be interesting to see. I don't know, did, has the administration lied about that number yet because they've done it quite frequently? CPI was uh, was plus six year to year. Uh, chicken, 8.8%. Milk, 8.1%. Eggs, 55.4%. Bread, 15.8%. Baby food, 9%. Airline fees, 26.5%. Wow. It really is. A, airline fees, I see it now. I, yeah. Where I fly, yeah. Yeah. I see it. Flights, and everybody knows I visit my dad, and, and now he's going to be 97 in April, and, and I'm up now almost probably this year, probably closer to every three weeks than four. Yeah. And flights... Probably up an average of $175 round trip. Yeah. For my um, flights round trip. Now, I have no choice. So right. that, that's yeah. that, that's part of doing business. <laughs> my personal business. <laughs> it's my dad. Uh, but um, yeah, but it, that's, and the I was talking to my dad about it yesterday because he said, mm. he, he was asking, how much has it gone up? And I don't want to tell him because then he'll say, well, don't you come home? Only come home once a year. Yeah. Even though he doesn't mean right. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I said, seriously, with credit card credit cards maxing out, because people are getting to that point now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when is it going to start affecting the airlines? 
especially with yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's an increase where I went, whoa. Well, wow. And and um, so yeah, you look at it and and I think part of the things we can fold a couple of things here into this of what's going on right now. Uh you have uh uh car payments, auto loan delinquencies right now, so what they call severe delinquencies, sixty days uh or greater behind are on the rise. They're they're at uh record levels. You have rent that's increasing, and they were expecting it not to increase as much as it did. Part of that is because, well, when you when it when the interest rates are going up, you're going to have fewer people buying a home, mm-hmm. and they may choose to rent longer. Yep. You know, and wait till the interest rates come down or whatever, and then there's more demand for that rental space. Well, supply and demand, supply and up. demand. You know, and so the now. You you look at at credit cards on the rise. Banking fees will inevitably be going up uh, with what's going on right now with uh, the 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 two bank failures and what the government is doing. Then the airlines, you know, I mean, look, you get into um, a number of things there, but those fees, uh, the, the cost of flying, they've had to become more efficient. So you know. Used to be you could see a few empty seats on flights. They don't do that anymore. And and so that has been tightening. And so really the capacity, if you think about it, the capacity for carrying the, their cargo, which is humans, is is tightened, which means the price is going to always stay high. Those fees are probably going to be at a pretty good rate, if not higher, for the foreseeable future. I don't see anything bringing that down except a huge recession. You know, you when you have the lack of demand or people reach the brink, the limit on their credit cards. Or or, or just simply not being able to afford it, you know, in, in general. Uh, leisurely flying, I'd love to see what it looks like for the summer. You know? Um, the furthest I booked a flight out is in middle of June, so mm-hmm. it's technically not summer yet, but it's right. a lot of open seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of open seats yeah. on, on the planes that I'm flying. And we're in right now. We're in spring break mode. I mean, I don't right. know what that what that's been like for the airlines. If it's uh, up over last year or not? Yeah, I don't know that either. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know, and and I'm not going to get. I mean, when I when I first put it together and we started the show with this and we have to end with it too, because it's, it's really, I mean, you have two forces now uh, hitting where the government may go on economic policy. And it just was really frustrating when we started the show. And as we continue the show, I just got more angry and more angry. And it's just the frustration of over the years of being a talk show host and seeing that on the economic front, on the fiscal front, government failing and liberalism dominating you know, what we do with fiscal policy. And you look at it now to the point where everything they did was wrong. And it ended up getting to a point now yesterday where the talk was nobody knows what the Fed should do or can do because the the increasing interest rates is what's causing the problems. And if the interest rates increase, may cause more bank failures Moody's now downgrading the entire banking system in the United States to a negative didn't help. Right. 
And and when you see now, well, they were talking just a week ago about raising it a half a point, and now some of the talk, well, maybe they shouldn't raise the interest rate at all. Now we're basically, they're, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They've screwed up so much, and they've screwed up on everything with the manipulation of the dollar, going all the way back to the the policies that we have today for the banks that was based on the manipulation of the mortgage mortgage markets in the 1990s all the way up to 2008 that caused that downturn, which was government manipulation of the mortgage market, the Fed manipulation of the dollar that had zero interest rates for over a decade that could only end in disaster, as we had talked about before, unsustainable debt that would eventually the public would see the consequences of that now we see that in inflation and now they don't know what to do they've screwed up so much and so much in life we've seen this you screw up in everything and then finally well what's the solution we don't know well and because it's always been this balancing act between fiscal policy and monetary policy And when the fiscal policy just went insane, the monetary policy was going to have to adjust in a big way. And we talked about Mm -hmm. this before, but going, you know, in back in the day, in the late seventies, you went from whatever it was, uh, you know, uh, seven to 8%. And then it jumped to, you know, nine, 10% or more. Uh, that's one thing, but going from zero, all the way to, you know, where we are now. I think the target rate is 4.75. And then ultimately, if you want to get ahead of inflation, uh, at least above, uh, above six for the Fed. Going from zero to six in a relatively short period of time is a pretty good jump. The point is that balancing act of keeping those two plates spinning and in the air at the same time when both of those plates now have gotten so huge was bound to end this way that there is no answer there's nothing the fed can do uh however they act it's not going to be good right whatever a recession is not going to be Mm -hmm. good inflation that goes on for too long is not which has already been too long is not good. There is no way out. There is no answer. They're scrambling because the answer just doesn't exist. Well, I mean, it's it's just, we'll give an example, Elizabeth Warren, you know, mm-hmm. screaming at the Fed chair last week, well, uh, you know, whining, whining, right. screaming at the right. Fed chair last week about basically blaming him for the Fed rate, you know, and, and uh, you know, the loss of jobs and saying, well, you're predicting them there'll be loss of jobs. There has to there, there has to be. Well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like well, then she's saying, I'm okay with the massive inflation, and I'm fine with doing nothing about inflation right. as long as the interest rate stays down and the inflation's killing people. And it's like, well, you're forgetting inflation. Yeah. But we've, right. uh, again, so many mistakes have been made. Uh, no, excuse me. So many wrong decisions have been made. Wrong choices. Wrong choices. They're not, these aren't mistakes. These are calculated decisions to help short-term politics and short-term economy over the overall long-term health 
of our fiscal and financial systems in the United States. Right. It's all what it is. Let's put it this way. It's political greed. Yeah, it is. We talk about greed financially. We forget about political greed. Let's do the irresponsible thing today, but we'll say we're helping people and then say to hell with the future. We'll give everybody candy today, all day, every day. When they're sick tomorrow, it doesn't matter. We've already won. Yeah. We'll get reelected and let the next generation worry about Somebody the else disaster didn't. that we've we've given them. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you practice immorality. You will pay for it. Right. And this is financial immorality of what we've seen. Yep. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, I really wonder what the political fallout's going to be today, you know, today, tomorrow, and Friday, because I really didn't see the political fallout yesterday. It was more like everybody was trying to figure out what was going on, even in the banking stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just, you you look at it. I mean, if there's ever been a warning here, I mean, think about this, the warning that we have now, where we're fighting these two forces inflation and possible bank failure yeah and if you do if you try to solve one you make the other one worse right and it's all based on the fact that we've done everything wrong for such a long time that eventually you're going to come to this place right where you create more than one problem yeah i mean that's it and which is why you have to be uh uh fiscally responsible uh you know if there if we had such policy and and as a nation we insisted that our lawmakers follow that then everything else would fall in line but when they when it gets so bloated or out of control expect that everything else is going to be affected i think that's where we are should i say three problems economic growth inflation and the stability of the banking system You've got three things now, not two. You've got three. Right. Uh, We could add the border. (laughs) Well, I mean, Uh, economically. Yes, economically. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.